What up? Welcome back to the Parade City Podcast. I'm your host, Alec. And with me today is only Ron the motherfucking snake. What What up? (laughs) Yo, Ron. Yeah, so Ryan is Ryan is currently working and is um unavailable to uh talk a little talk a little sports today. So uh it's just gonna be me and me and me and Ron. Sorry, two is plenty. Yeah, giving you a little bit of the uh, Bruins, Seas, Patriots, and some Red Sox today. Of course, as it is a very busy time in Boston in April with uh, the Bruins, the Celtics in the playoffs, Patriots making a couple moves, and the Red Sox off to a the shittiest start possible. But we'll get to the Red Sox later. We're going to start off with some Bruins today. Uh, game four was last night, was it not, Ron? Uh, was it last night? Of did you watch I the game? Did. And what a game it was. Okay. Um, I think... Yes, speak a little yeah, bit about so that. I think the uh, best game of the series for the Bruins so far was definitely game two. Uh, I think... Mm-hmm. Game, I, oh. watched, I watched game two. Very game physical. Two very That's good. the kind of hockey that they got to play, though, if they want to get out of this round. But looking forward oh, yeah, yeah. what just happened to the uh, Lightning was probably the best thing that could happen for the Bruins if we make it past this round because handedly mm-hmm. well and and oh, the Penguins yeah. too Penguins yep. got bounced yeah, right they, they got swept um, but yeah no I think second round uh, Blue Jackets should not even be the slightest bit of a problem so we're uh I think what the only team you really have to worry about is the Capitals uh, at this point I mean right? yeah there's some um I think honestly our biggest challenge right now is getting past Toronto um Oh, no, yeah, I'm saying, like, uh, yeah. in the next round, well, um, really. Yeah, because I think Blue Jackets, that's an easy one. Um, I think coming out of the Western Conference is probably going to be Vegas, the way that they're playing right now. I think um, I think oh, they're yeah. getting past the Sharks pretty easily this next game. Uh, it's actually tonight. But, um, but yeah, good game. They, they gave me a heart attack at the very end. But, uh, but yeah, overall, good game. They pretty much put it in the bag. And the yeah, I was... So. I was getting updates because I was um I was watching the Red Sox just oh, yeah. blow. No, that wasn't even worth so, watching. I mean, yeah, no. So I figured I'm gonna take a little break for now. Don't <laughs> don't worry as much about the Red Sox. Also, in Red Sox news, did you just get the at bat notification that they placed Dustin Bedroya oh, on man. the injured list oh. and recalled <laughs> Marcus yep, Walden? It's Walden time again. All right. <laughs> we bet. Hey, he's got most of our wins <laughs> with two. Yeah. Well. Two two wins. Right. I think Holt will be coming up later this um, week, so that'll be okay. But yeah, I think they said maybe Holt will come back on Friday. But I yeah. definitely as long as he doesn't take another that. beating from his child. His his yes, very cute yes. son Griffin. <laughs> no hitting big bombs oh, if you follow God. his Instagram story. <laughs> big bombs. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but obviously, a big story from uh, the Bruins series was the. Uh, Nazim oh Kadri, Kadri, that all right. He's um, been a dirty player his entire the... career. This was just the tip of the iceberg. I was going to say his play from last season. I don't know if you watched it. Was it the last season's playoffs? It was like kind of. It was another. Wasn't there cross checking um, from last was... year too? Or was it different? I don't no, really so remember exactly what happened, the, but I knew he the did something. The guy was down the boards, and he basically threw his hip into his head, and uh, yeah. It was probably oh, worse than this one, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, they yeah. did show so, that. Uh, he's been a non-factor in the past couple playoffs just because, you know, he's a dirty player. I feel like I haven't... 
seen any highlights from him other than the fact that he was just yeah, kind of no. being a dick. Well, people were talking about um, DeBrusque's play, too. They were talking about, like, the knee-on-knee collision. I, what, I felt like that was just way more, like – obviously, I don't know a ton about hockey, but I feel like that's just way yeah, more it's... momentum. Like, because he came – I remember it was um, – was it after a penalty? Or he, mm-hmm. he came out, uh, Kadri, and then, like, they just kind of collided, and then he went flying. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off when he just got – Yeah, no, that felt good. But, but, um, um, but yeah, no, it was more of, like yeah. – because uh, I saw people commenting on, like, NHL's Instagram and stuff saying how DeBrush could probably get the, uh, like, same suspension as Kadri does. And That's a little ridiculous. None of those people have ever played hockey because he was going down for – I think he was trying to get shoulder-to-shoulder contact, and his momentum took yeah. him in that direction. So I don't know what he was supposed to do, but <laughs> – like, like, you guys know it's not ice, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. You can't just pull his foot like, out. You know what? Like, so. like, ice is a different property than, like, Shit is grass. slippery. <laughs> <laughs> ever played NHL? You don't move, and it's just, it's just gliding. Alec like, gets come all on, bro. His, um, his hockey knowledge from the game of NHL. I, I get it strictly from NHL 19 <laughs> and 18, as well as 17 in uh, the mm-hmm. world of Chell, where I am absolutely filthy. Ron and I are in Division yep. One, yeah, our club. Yep, we are nasty. Um, what do you think's happening with the rest yeah. of the series, though? Any... Uh... What do yeah. I think? Um, are they back in Boston mm-hmm. for the next yep, game? they're going back to the Garden. Is it? Yeah, because it's different. I know in the MLB, it's like in a seven-game series, it's like two for the home, two for the one, like higher seed at home, and then three yeah. away, and then it's like the rest of them at home. But um, I think if they if they win the next game at home, I see no reason why they they just can't. I think it's going to go to seven mm-hmm. games because I think of just the way it's been like the last two. Because last year was in seven games too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think it'll go seven games. I think they'll pull it out because fuck yeah, the Leafs. No, I see them, uh... and that that is the top <laughs> notch of my hockey commentary. <laughs> by the way, yeah, <laughs> I like, just don't know enough. Yeah, no, I see it going seven. Um, I think that probably the Bruins win at the Garden, but uh, I don't think that they're gonna have the momentum because I think once the Leafs are in like a uh, you know kind of panic mode in Game Six, I think that shit's yeah. gonna go south for the Bruins. But uh, no, I think they pull it out when it comes back to the Garden for Game Seven. So. I have. I, have faith in I the think uh, the team that has the uh, the home mm, home advantage. Yeah, I think the, uh, the team that has the most game. goals is probably going to win. Um, yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a very good that's a very good um that's a very good observation. I would argue that the team with the most exactly. goals would win. I mean, that's just that's just you know. I mean, you simply cannot deny mm-hmm. the facts that if you score more parade goals, city you will podcast win. with the firest of takes right there. I, I, I don't know another take that could be better. Score more goals, you win. <laughs> <laughs> and see. Yep. Um, but, Ronald, any um, – I know we talked about the uh, Lightning getting swept after having one of the best regular seasons in the history yep. of hockey. Um, any other surprises so far, whether it's individual players or – or team wise, um, the Avalanche are a surprise. I honestly thought that Calgary. Will... I all right. So I'm, when I made my bracket, I had that as a sweep for Calgary. Very clearly was wrong, um, but that's surprising just because I think Calgary's lineup. It was much like uh, Tampa's. It was just stacked, and I didn't see them being taken down in the first round. But it's looking like it's going to go that way. Um, but yeah, now them. And then I think uh, Pittsburgh getting swept. That was definitely – I wasn't expecting that one. I 
did not expect that at all. I thought they would at least. I mean, it's not like I think getting swept is just the, like the biggest thing. Is like really like yeah. you didn't win one And they game? had so much experience in their lineup as far as playoffs. Like they had people, Stanley Cup winners. You look at you know the top. They have Malkin and they have Crosby, who alone that's enough experience I think to at least carry you into one win in the playoffs at the very mm-hmm. least. But... I agree. I agree. Yep. You want to move Bruins, on? Bruins, man. Some I mean, they, they can do it. Oh, some basketball because you got the C's, yeah. baby. The Celtics oh, yeah. are up two nothing in the series against the Indiana Pacers in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Um, these first two games have been a lot closer than I anticipated. Um, the Celtics are obviously a very, very good team um, on paper, and I mean they had some struggles during the year, like. Sometimes they'd go on some bad losing streaks. Sometimes they'd go on some good win streaks. But um, they finished off as the four seed uh, against the five seed Indiana, which is still pretty impressive considering I feel like the East has been very good this year and they lost their best player in Oladipo. But they won in game one, 84-74, which was um, pretty much a defensive battle because no one could fucking hit shots. Like, <laughs> the, like here's the, here, wait, listen to this. In game one, the Celtics shot 28 for 77. <laughs> which is 36%. And um, the Pacers shot 28 for 84, which is 33%, which is not very good. Um, And on the free throws, the Pacers went 12 for 21, 57%. And if you don't understand basketball, that's not very good. But um, the Celtics have been very – that was game one. They played game two last night, and they – they were losing by a good amount of points, and they went on a 14 nothing run to come back, and they ended up winning 99-91. And uh, Kyrie Irving really took over in the game. I mean, they were just really good late down the run, and you can kind of see, I think, <laughs> with a chance to kind of, like, keep it close at the end, the Pacers just threw it out of bounds. <laughs> I was just speaking because, like, it was – man. But um, Kyrie was awesome. He had uh, 37 points. Look at it now. 37 points, uh, six three-pointers, six rebounds, and seven assists. Uh, and they're looking good. I mean, I, I think this would be – same with the Bruins. This would be the year to do it because in the Western Conference, the Warriors aren't as impressive as they've been the last three years. Um, the toughest thing is going to be getting out of the Eastern Conference. Sixers and the Bucks, which have been all been really good teams this year. I think the six – all three of those, but – uh, Celtics really kind of struggled with the Bucks this year. Um, so that would definitely be – it's going to be tough. But um, who, do you think, uh, uh, who do you think outside of Kyrie so far is making the biggest impact? Because I, uh, I know Marcus Morris had like 20 in game one, and I know Tatum's been putting up points. Who do you think so far is the uh, – probably the next guy up? I think in, in terms of all-around all around play, I think Jason Tatum. I think he – like I think – you know, him and a guy like Mark uh, Marcus Morris, like they had to take on bigger roles last year with Gordon Hayward going down early and then Kyrie going down and not being in the playoffs. But I think Jason Tatum playing well is like the key to them like winning. Like him, Marcus Morris, and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown not being a liability would also be nice <laughs> too. Um, like you just need, I think you just need consistent, like solid play out of the starting five because they have a deep bench. They have a really good bench, and I think they can make it pretty deep. But I think Jason Tatum is your number two guy right now because they, they get pretty good play out of Gordon Hayward, too. Gordon Hayward had, like, 13 points, I think, yeah. the other night, uh, last night. But 
if Jason Tatum and Kyrie are going, because they're both like can create shots. Like they're both really obviously Kyrie's one of the best ball handlers in the game. And then Jason Tatum is just like a freak offensively. But I'm telling you, I think I think in terms of what's gonna happen the rest of the series, I I see no reason why it, it goes more than five games. Um wouldn't be surprised if it was a sweep. Um but I mean I'm just I'm hoping after this series, you know, they they're really gonna play some tough competition. So I mean they're gonna really have to put it together. Um and I think they definitely have a shot at the finals here. So I mean this this is like really the prime year for them to go four and four for four because you know You think they uh you think they got bucks next round probably? Uh, how does the seating even go? It's, I have to um, look at that. I think it would be either Bucks or Pistons, whoever wins that. Oh, well, they'll definitely they, get the Bucks. I think, the Bucks. I think it's if the uh, if the Nets win the series, then I think they get them. But let me look at the uh, NBA playoffs brackets. Let's see. Let us look at this thing that is okay. So yeah, if they um if the Bucks win and Celtics win, they they play it next round. So that would be interesting. Mm. <laughs> That's tough right off the bat. Okay, <laughs> I don't feel as good about that, but all right. <laughs> yeah, because then uh, Sixers or Nets would play Raptors or well, actually it would be the Raptors because the Magic aren't that good. But um, yep. And then <laughs> for Warriors, I don't know Warriors and Clippers is like turning out to be a really interesting series. Uh, Rockets should pretty much take care of the Jazz. Uh, Trailblazers should beat the, the Thunder. And Nuggets and Spurs is a really good matchup, too, 2-7. Two and seven. So, well, I mean, we'll see how the rest of the NBA playoffs shapes out. I mean, I think it's like it's more interesting this year because LeBron James is an absolute dominant <laughs> Eastern Conference, so it's, it feels way more open. Yeah. And the Warriors aren't, like, absolutely disgusting for some reason. So, I feel good. I feel good, you know. Could be some... Good B ball being played, would you say, Ron? Some good yep. B ball. We all know you're oh, a yeah. baller. Yeah, maybe Ron, not, but... Ron, Ron the ball of. <laughs> um, we got some Patriots stuff for once too. This is nice. Oh, yeah, exciting. This is nice. Uh, the Patriots' biggest news: uh, they signed Demarius Thomas to a one-year, six million dollar contract. Ron, what are your thoughts on the signing of Demarius Thomas? I love it. Get a guy cheap. We needed a big bot. Well, we needed a receiver. I don't even care who it was. We needed Dude, somebody to catch uh, a ball. <laughs> We're like, oh, shit. We might get Golden Tate. We could trade for Odell, bro. We could do Julio Jones. We might trade for. And then we ended up with Bruce Ellington and Maurice Harris. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I think. Honestly, all right, so Thomas is coming off as an, an injury, obviously, and a down yeah. season. But when you think back to what he was able to do in Denver, imagine if he does half of that with Tom Brady oh, yeah. on the ball to him. Because what we need, we needed an outside presence because we have Edelman in the slot. We lost Hogan, obviously, but he was just another slot receiver anyways. And his yeah. season last year was basically non existent. Yeah, he couldn't, so. really, he couldn't get any separation last year. No. 24-7. They got um, – What's his name? Braxton Berrios who will probably just be another Chris Hogan yeah. or Julian Edelman. So, I mean, um, I love the signing of Demarius Thomas. So, I think it's – I mean, it's it's awesome that they get him for so cheap, too, because, like, he comes off the injury and no one really wanted him. So, mm-hmm. like, fuck it, we'll get him. And he's supposed to be 
I think, ready in time for this season, if not miss a couple weeks, which is fine because yeah. look at our receiving core last year at the fucking first four weeks. <laughs> and he's only 31 years old. I think, yeah, a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't realize how actually young he is. I mean, for a receiver in the NFL, that's obviously not, you know, he's not a rookie yeah. or anything. But, no, I mean, no. especially for what he's been able to produce in the NFL. And I think it opens up a lot for the draft for us, too, because I think without this signing – I was thinking either with the 32nd pick or in the second. They were going to have to go wide receiver early. Mm -hmm. And I think now this opens up maybe room for an earlier tight end or maybe a defensive player in the first round if we need to. And even with the – we're going to get to next is signing up Austin Safari and Jenkins. It doesn't put as much pressure on you to have to get a stud tight end or stud wide receiver. You can settle for so many in the later rounds that is a low-risk, high-reward pick. Yep, because I think Um, if they went into the draft without – a solidified receiver and without, you know, the Sparian Jenkins signing. It's just, it's it way too much a of a risky move. Mm-hmm. It puts a lot of, like, it takes away the power from the front office, too, because that makes you have to look if there's a good, you know, because I think the Patriots, a lot of times what they do in the draft is just, who's the best guy that we can get at our pick? And yeah. they've been great at doing it in recent years, but this kind of takes pressure off of them to have to look at a certain position, a certain exactly. Position, you know what I mean? They can kind of reach out a little bit from what yeah, you're like, thinking. And obviously there are positions where you can say, okay, we need some, we could use some improvement here, but there's nothing that's really like a gaping hole where it's mm-hmm. like, fuck, like we need a quarterback. Like we yeah. need a wide receiver. Like, like these are guys that are going to make your core. Like these are guys to add that are going to just make it like, a little better. and They're going to make it that much better, you know? Yeah. Um. So I was looking at, I think the latest mock draft has them getting, um, the D tackle from I think Clemson, maybe Dexter Lawrence. I think I could be wrong on that, but um, I I think now I definitely see them taking um a defensive player in the first round, mm-hmm. which I don't mind because I'd rather have them. I mean, as long as you have Tom Brady on your on your fucking offense as your quarterback, I I you don't really need all the weapons. I mean, you saw what they won with last year. Yeah. So. And I think a lot of people are overlooking the uh, Bruce Ellington signing too, because he's coming off of a year. He went to uh, he went to Detroit and he got I think it was actually let me see yeah he got twenty three receptions last year just with Detroit alone. Oh nice! It I don't know he's somebody to catch a ball you know and he's somebody who he's a little bit older he's got experience it's not like we're bringing in a rookie who has to you know learn how to play in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think he'll be a huge impact, but it's something. It's something to build up. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like how they re-signed Philip Dorsett. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like okay, that's a good guy to have. Like these are these are solid three, four, five guys that if you if you need a play and they're open, you can throw it to them. Exactly. You know, I mean, nobody really here besides besides Edelman is really a stud in terms of receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um. And we got a couple of uh, re-signings, too, and extensions. Ooh, Patrick Chung is back. Actually, no, Patrick Chung was under contract anyway, but he got a, a one-year added on to his deal. Yeah. Which is nice to have him locked up. I don't know why, but I always feel like the comparison, I always compare Patrick Chung to like, Xander Bogarts for some reason because he's like a guy that kind of goes under the radar a little bit because mm-hmm. of like the team that he plays for. But like, he's just very solid, especially with his second time around with the team because when he left. Yeah, he came back. I mean, Patrick Chung, baby. I was so yeah. sad when he broke his arm in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was so sad. It's like, oh shit! But it was such a nice play to go out on too, though. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Jonathan Jones. So yeah, we got, too. 
Jonathan Jones is re-signed, um, which is another. I, li- I like I like Jonathan Jones. I feel like he's another guy that doesn't really get a lot of credit, but you know he's very versatile. Like another guy who plays special teams. You no, know, it's is good in specific packages in terms of uh, defensive alignment. So it's it's nice to see that they're they're bringing guys back. They're extending guys. I mean, this isn't a team that has to really make a lot of big moves, but they've made enough moves to kind of yeah. As Keep up with everybody else. Back enough of our core, especially yeah. defensively, <clears throat> I think we'll be fine because we yeah, know exactly. that we have Brady solid. He's not going to come out and you know he's going to be Brady. You know and I mean? like this is the thing, like it's different from like the Red Sox, who like I was pissed that they didn't really do anything besides like resign Nathan Valdi. Like this is a team where like you guys, you have guys that you're going to draft that are probably going to come in, and at least some of them are going to make an immediate mm-hmm. impact. Whereas like in the MLB draft, like you get guys and you're probably not going to fucking see them for now. Like. <laughs> Seven years, so and the young um, talent that we have too, because last year's draft was I because we got Sony Michelle. And, oh, last year's draft was very good, and Isaiah Wynn's coming back. Isaiah which, Wynn will be coming back, which is why they went <laughs> let Trent Brown walk yeah, to be the exactly. highest grade offensive lineman, which is beyond me, but that's fine. Hey, Oakland's got money to spend. <laughs> Oakland's <laughs> yeah. got money to spend. Let them and do they it. got draft picks to draft. So <laughs> And they got draft picks. You see the quote from John Gruden? Yeah. He's like, you better not fuck this up. Mm-hmm. He's like, like I right. gave up a lot for this. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> gave up a lot for this to go, like, 6-10 and 10 the next season with Antonio Brown and all the guys that they signed. But, um... Yeah, and then this Robert Kraft stuff is still going on. Um, yeah. Right, in case anyone doesn't know Robert Kraft, I don't know why you wouldn't know this by now, but uh, got busted for what I believe is a misdemeanor charge of soliciting prostitution in uh, Jupiter, Florida. Um, well known for the prostitution. Well known, yes. Which, when I got that notification, I was just so dumbfounded by it. Like, what the I, fuck? See, I Robert wasn't. Kraft, <laughs> I'm like, Robert Kraft, what are you do? Like, I wasn't expecting Robert Kraft to be doing it, though. I think that's more so where I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but um, I, whatever you know it. It's. I think human trafficking is the bigger issue there. More. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. That I think that's where the line should be drawn because that's kind of, you know, that's much. That's that's way too much. Yeah. And, yeah. And like there are people this like will oh, keep going let's... on for months. I guarantee. Yeah. This isn't. It's just it, it's just wild to me because it's it's. It's it's not literally not even a felony charge. It's it's a misdemeanor. He could have, he could have literally just taken the plea deal that they offered him, and it, it would have all been over. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. So now he he's fighting all these charges, which like, to me is just a little odd because it's like they either have to know something like that they can get away with it, or like not get away with it, but they can get off on it on like some sort of technicality or loophole or something. Yeah, because like, I think they they my initial thoughts was that he was just going to try to settle it as quickly as he could. Which yeah, exactly. Continuing, I think that's saying something about what they might have for evidence. But yeah, I um, I think um, what they were talking about um, was uh, the release of this video that they apparently have of him, mm-hmm. and I think um, they were trying to suppress it on the grounds that um, it was obtained under false pretenses. And uh, so, like, I'm reading this article right now, and. Um, his lawyers argued that the police convinced the judge that video surveillance was necessary because the massage parlor was thought to be part of a human trafficking ring. Hmm. No one working there has been charged with human trafficking. So they're saying that the grounds under which um, that they like got this evidence are their fault. 
false ground. It's not true or anything like that. So that's why that, that I think that's what is really kind of holding it up. Because like if there was like if if they were just caught and there was nothing like <laughs> this would have been over like when they offered the plea deal like a month ago. But this is still going on. It's going to be going on for a. Probably a, a a decent amount of time. I just left. hope it doesn't I, I, carry over to the season. I don't think that he'll let it, but I, I just don't think it would be necessary to do that. No, that's just a distraction that I don't think. Like, they need. like regardless, I, he's not going to jail. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way he's going to jail. Exactly. Like, it's, I mean, a misdemeanor, he would get up to a year in jail, if anything. But I don't foresee that they're going to probably make him do. Even if he's found guilty, if there's, they don't get around this this loophole, it's probably going to be, um fines and like community service or something like that so i mean i don't know i don't know how long they're gonna keep fighting this it seems <laughs> if it goes on more than a couple weeks it's just kind of like hey robert yeah i think you can kind of just take the l on this one yep and just just pay the shit and hopefully by uh, the time it's done the red Sox are above 500 I, yeah um i don't know about that one <laughs> I all right how, how are you feeling how are you feeling currently what are your what are your thoughts is all right, so, so we asked the question last time, is this a doomed season or are you gonna have patience with this? What do you think? You, uh, did you did you see the text that I sent last night? I absolutely did. <laughs> I, I saw the word doomed. Very I was very irritated last night. Um so yesterday was really the first day when like watching the course of it, like the course of that game. Nathan Avaldi comes out in the sixth inning, has a very good outing. Um, let's up just one run. He, he just looked wicked good. Um, nothing was really left too much over the middle plate. There was only like two times that there was hard contact. So he looked good. And I was like, this is what we needed because Nathan Valdi hadn't had a good start yet. And I was so happy. I was so happy. And I was like, I was like so happy. I'm like, okay, because this could really start. They get a win in New York. And like, say what you want about the New York team, like with all the injuries and stuff. It's still a very good lineup that features Aaron Judge. and Oh, yeah. Uh, Luis Torres, Luke Voigt. I mean, they got guys that can send it out of the yard, which you saw when they lost on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Brett Gardner's grand solo. But I was feeling so good because JD Martinez first inning home run. Next inning, uh, Christian Vasquez two run bomb. Like we're up three nothing in the Bronx early, and Nathan Avaldi's throwing well. I see no reason why we should lose this game. And then Brandon Workman walks the bases out. Bases loaded. I I think I believe yeah. And they got one out, and I'm like okay. Ryan Brazier's coming in. I'm I'm okay with this. I'm like, even if we just like, they get a base hit, get one run, and I'm like, I'm fine. If they can just get leave them, like, hold them a one run here. Like, what's the worst case scenario? You know, you get a, you get one out or somewhere like that. And then Brett Gardner hits the <laughs> shittiest home run in the history of home runs mm-hmm. to the short porch. I'm like, this yeah. cannot Welcome to Yankee be Stadium. <laughs> I'm like, this cannot be real. We are now sitting here. Middle-ish, end-ish of April. At six and thirteen. Yep, worst run differential in the league. Most runs against in the league. And you, know, I saw a stat earlier on uh, on Twitter where, like, um, in terms of how they can stack up against the Rays, in terms of runs scored, they're only off by like I think four. But in terms of runs yep. let up, it's a matter of seventy-seven runs. Yep. Yeah, the uh, it, it, it's got, unbelievable. Tampa's got ninety runs for. We have seventy-seven, and runs against. We have a hundred and nineteen against Tampa's forty-three. 
That's insane. And that's you literally insane. Pitching staffs. You tell me who's pitching for Tampa because, like we were talking about last week, who? Other than outside of Blake Snell and Glass now. Glass now has been playing very yeah. well. I picked up Glass okay, now. Well, all their pitchers have. All their pitchers have. And yeah, that's why. They have a very good bullpen. All right. So they have the best winning percentage in the league. They're on top of the division by five and a half games over the Yankees in second. Is this like all right? So do you think this is going to continue over the course of the year, or what do you think's going on in Tampa right now? I I'm I, I'm a little confused. With by it. with Tampa, I think Tampa can continue to play well because of what they did last year, where mm-hmm. they won ninety games and they just didn't have anybody. They added Charlie Morton too, which is another great arm to the pen. Um, but I, I I think like I said it before the season started, I think Tampa is going to be a force to reckon with. I I foresee them being one of the wild card spots. They're going to make the playoffs regardless. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know exactly where they're going to end up now, but they're going to be a very good team. Mm-hmm. And now I'm even more worried because <laughs> the Yankees aren't off to a great start and the Red Sox are certainly not off to a great start. So like, I'm starting to, I, I'm not saying it's time to panic yet, but we're kind of getting there though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if we're sitting here like middle May and we haven't gotten anything, like any, like just glimpse of hope. Yep. I mean, yeah, because we're like, this is the we're thing nineteen where I games into the season. It's not like the season just started. Exactly, we're, exactly. We're well into you, it, we're like close enough to the start, but like still, we've played enough games. Yeah. Like, I, I think the biggest problem is that not only are we losing games against teams that we should be beating, but we're losing, we're losing. games within the division. Yeah, we yeah. are losing to Baltimore. We're lo- we have dropped a game to Toronto, and we dropped two games to the Yankees, and we haven't even two played games. the top team in the division. Yeah. So you tell me what's going to happen when we and, play um, them in their lineup. It's not. It's not. Gonna and be it, pretty. it it's just so frustrating because it's like literally the same exact team. Mm-hmm. But you've got Mookie Betts who's hitting two hundred, yeah. I believe. Mookie is Betts not who play- can't hit anything. Mookie Betts is him. not the same. New Mookie Betts right now is not worth the eight no. million two hundred dollar extension hey, that they maybe offered him, a, and he turned down. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you know, I, I guess hey, maybe it maybe, is. I mean, think about it: two hundred batting average over the course of the season. This is a bold strategy and, by Mookie. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't going out and getting a max contract, and we don't gonna give it to him. So who knows? Maybe that's a. A blessing in disguise, but no, it's not because we we want to yeah we want a World Series so you know, um, but yeah I mean I you need these guys to come around I mean JD's been very JD's been playing real well, um, I mean his defense is another thing but um, offensively been hitting very well I mean um, I'm gonna go around the outfield and just kind of talk Ben Ben Intendi just doesn't know how to not foul balls off of his legs. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, he's done it like six fucking times, and I need him to stop doing that because I need him back in the lineup. Um, Jackie Bradley, I'm just getting real tired of at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what to say. Um, I just don't want to say about only, Jackie Bradley I think anymore. The only good thing maybe coming out of this is Christian Vasquez's bat is warming Christian up. Christian Vasquez's bat. I mean, he's getting hot. He he might hit 240 this year. <laughs> he might, and he might get to 10 bombs. Yeah, he hits one out every once in a while. You want a bold prediction? He might hit 10 home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sandy Leone in his only appearance has gone 0 for 3. Um, well, you know what? We didn't expect anything yeah, else. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, all right, were you were you shocked by the Blake Swihart deal? Or what What do you think that was about? Because, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure 
listeners have uh, so far gotten the fact that Blake Swihart has been DFA'd. And what is it, by the end of the week, I think, if uh, if nobody picks him up, he goes down to Pawtucket? I, I don't remember exactly how it works, but I, the way that he spoke, it's it's most likely that he's going to get picked up. And yeah. I think if he if he clears the waivers, they can try to trade him or they can send him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, at this point, he's he's as good as gone. Um, and, and it's frustrating because of the fact that how they um, they handled him since he got there. I mean, they, they, he was a top catching prospect in the, in. This, I, like all the MLB, I believe. Yeah, at the time. And they tried playing him out of position way too much. And no, yeah, they just um, between going up and down between Pawtucket and um, and Boston. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate because I, I really liked Blake Swihart, and I I thought there was a ton of potential for him to be the future catcher of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they made this move, and it was it was clearly just a reactionary move. And I just don't think it was the right one. I, I don't think you can compare it to the Hanley Ramirez one because who's who's playing well behind the plate? Like, if the, if this is a, an attempt to try to get the pitchers to, to throw well because of Sandy Leon, well, it doesn't matter who's catching when you when Chris Sale leaves a, a slider over the middle of the plate. It doesn't matter. So it, it's – I am I, I don't know what they're up to. I really don't. So I, I don't think that was the right move. Um, that's, that's just wicked frustrating. See, I'm um, um, I'm actually on the opposite side of that. I think that that was probably the best thing for the team currently, um, because his career wasn't taken off here so far. He hasn't had anything that stands out to me as he's the future of our catching position. I think that so far with Vasquez's bat getting a little bit hot, and the thing is that all right, so run support's been a little bit of an issue, but the biggest problem right now is that our starters aren't throwing the ball well. And I think that having a guy that can catch a better game, which would be Sandy Leone, having him up to catch for probably Porcello and Sale, I think that's more beneficial to us right now than having a guy that's batting 240 instead of 200. You know what I mean? So, I see that. I see that. I don't know. I respect your answer, Ron. I can definitely <laughs> see that too. It just my, my current thing is like I just don't know if it was the right moment to do that. Like if they made this decision, it should have been – either before when you had like real good trade value for him and you could have gotten get rid of him get gotten gotten some value out of it or at least you give yeah. him more of a chance if it doesn't pan out then it's like ah shit what are we gonna do and then you then you dfa him i just don't think it was the right choice i don't think the timing of it was was all that great because like it's, it's clearly just a reactionary move to try to Try to get something going but um, yeah no i feel like they have to do something but i'm not sure if maybe that was what it was yeah I, I don't know but but i mean this team's just uh, it's just frustrating right now because i mean i'm i'm living and dying by every pitch I, I don't think i've missed really an inning yet this year um besides uh, besides the patriots day game i think that was the only time i actually missed i'll a get bit. the 11 o'clock that's, um, that's just random which mode. for some reason christian vasquez was our starting second baseman that game while dustin <laughs> joy was the dh but uh, i guess i'm i'm not one to question managerial decisions but no okay good night (laughs) that'll stay in a cameo yeah (laughs) featuring alex mom um but you know i mean um we have seems like i guess some glimpse of hope in what was the uh rafi big scoops walk off 
Oh. We were at the game. Oh, at least on we were there for that. That was, that we was were a 13 good. games. There were 13 games that if we went to, we were seeing a fat loss. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a stat for you, though. You want to hear a stat? I, I would love to hear a stat. Confirmed. The Red Sox are 2-0 and when two of the members of this podcast, mm-hmm. at least two, have been at the game. Absolutely. Uh, so you you simply cannot argue the facts, Ron. You simply Sox, can. Uh, Sox owe us season tickets. I think we're the good luck choice. I agree. Um, and I'll, I'll, I will be at the game Tuesday against the Tigers with my dad. And it's a, it's a wind wall flag giveaway night. So I'll be a little little excited. Not, a little excited not for nearly that. as cool as that ring giveaway. Though. Replica ring. That, that Replica was ring night. That, those rings, um, like, if anyone got one, like you know what we're talking about. Like when it's like, like this thing is as close to being real as it probably possibly could. Oh, it's some high quality. Like shit, it's bro. not plastic bullshit. Like this is like it's heavy. It's like it's like, a lot of detail in this fake ass mm-hmm. ring. Oh yeah, everything about that night went extremely well. First we got the ring, and then Alec purchased a Mookie Betts jersey on the spot. A Mookie Betts was. jersey. Uh, I was feeling dangerous because I got my tax return back. So. Yeah, right. yeah, we've we've heard that one. Uh, yeah, so I was I was then, feeling um, dangerous, so I bought an alternate way Mookie Betts jersey. So it's the blue one. It's wicked yeah. nice. Oh, ticket recommendation. Uh, ticket recommendation would definitely be Bleacher Forty One. Um, right behind the Sox bullpen. The best part about it, we got row three. But they took out the first two rows for handicap seating, so it's practically row one. Yes, it's, a, it's an awesome. Oh my a lot God, of leg room. room, a lot of leg room, leg room for um, days. I, me and Ron made a new friend, which was some some dude who was just very plastered that kept oh, trying to talk mm-hmm. to me. Clearly, and, um, he dropped a couple Bud Lights, so it was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, we made a new friend, so I mean that was another positive. Um, yeah, dropped his beard, told me it was my fault because I was too handsome. Uh, <laughs> I feel good about it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and he was making fun of my uh, burger because apparently hot dogs are the outcome. Yeah, I got um, two Fenway Franks, and he was like, boy," And then Ron yeah, got a he, $9. He didn't like my burger. Ron got a $9 Tasty Burger, and he was just, he was just, um, he was just roasted. Yeah. And that was a great game. Off, so. That was a great game. Uh, Nothing like a nothing like Probably a big scoops. RBI single because they had the infield and in. mm-hmm. calculated, Ron. <laughs> it's all calculated. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm sure it was. So, just quickly to kind of wrap it up because I got to go because me and Ryan are going to the gym. But um, you oh, can come wow, down if you cool. want. <laughs> or come up, should I say? I am very clearly not near <laughs> any of you. How does it feel? <laughs> um, Upcoming series with the Tampa Bay Rays. Got a three-game road trip at the worst stadium in the history of stadiums at Tropicana Field. I've been there. It smells like B.O. and, uh, like, I don't know, mac That's and an... cheese kind of? Wait, why? But <laughs> why is I They they had, like, a mac and cheese stand and our oh, okay. was right outside of it. So I think I, 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 would, assume, lie, I would assume that would be the reason. That, I'm assuming the rest of the stadium um, does not smell Upcoming like series with the Rays. We got uh, Rodriguez against whoever. Porcello against whoever, and then Price against whoever. So, do you have any predictions for that series? 
<laughs> you know, if I was using logic, we would we would sweep them. But using this season, where they're fourteen and four, I don't see this going. They well. might. I, they might. Maybe we get a squeeze win. out a one to nothing win. Yeah, um, I hope we get a couple. Maybe they, I don't they know. could surprise but, me, but I I wouldn't put money on that. Um, no, I think when Snell pitches, we're screwed. I mean, at least we got lucky. Uh, I mean, at least I he's he's gonna hurt, he hurt his foot or whatever the fuck he did. I mean, I think he. Oh yeah, but I think he was only. Yeah, one he, he is. That's, I think that's the one start he's missing. Um. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I'm 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 predicting it's they win helps. one game. As sad as that sounds. <laughs> Hoping for a second. Um, and then they get a 10-game homestand, um, four against the Tigers, three against the Rays, and then I think it's another three against the A's. Um, yeah. Oh, we're three and three at <laughs> three home. Three and three We've at lost home. lost 10 on the road. So, I mean, at least hopefully this – you know, I said that a lot about the last homestand. I was like, you know what? This is going to turn it around. I thought after the walk-off. I thought uh, after I the walk-off and then Erod had a really good start through. after I shit on him. But um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we were at that game too. I was were, at that. He had a no hitter through like he was very good. Five. He was very good. We were we were feeling um, it. But um, I I think if if there was a time to turn it on, I mean, it'd be a four game series against the Detroit Tigers. Um, when I think they have the top of their rotation going, um, unless they can go with a six six uh six man rotation, but uh, with Hector <laughs> Velasquez. We don't even have five right yeah, now. Um, so. I mean, I hope for the best. I, I think they might. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bold. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go six and four in the homestand because I'm a little realistic. I think they'll probably drop a couple games to the A's and the Rays. But, um, yeah, I think Tigers four games. I hope they take three. I'm assuming they take three. Yeah, I hope um, so. And then they got Rays again. Rays in the game series. I think at home uh, they take two. Yeah. But then I don't, I don't know. The A's are always the A's tough. A's are always just tough for some reason. Um. Yeah, I think A's we get one. Wouldn't, if wouldn't really lucky, be surprised. Honestly, the A's are playing, and um, yeah, no. Sean Mania is gonna come. <laughs> isn't out Sean Mania out, out this year? I think he got Tommy <laughs> John. You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's the the fact that Sean Mania is the one that no oh. hits. Like who the fuck is Sean Mania? You know? Exactly. The fact that I didn't know he was he could have been freaking retired, and I would have had none. <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron. Any closing remarks? Um, I feel like we started off strong. Talked about some Pats, some Celtics, and yes. some Bruins, and then uh, you know, <laughs> we we have to include a little bit of the daily depression that is yeah. the Boston Red Sox. The no, the pessimism. The yeah, pessimism listen, listen, got listen. There, listen. But, you know, hey, listen. If do. I if I set low expectations, they'll always exceed them. Hey, I'm feeling a cup for the uh, for the Bruins though. So yeah, I mean that, that'll be that'll be a shining moment on the podcast to go we four get to for four in the uh, 20, uh, 2019, 2018-2019 season. Um, mm-hmm. My closing Happy remarks days. are fuck Erasmo Ramirez and fuck Eduardo Nunez, <laughs> and that is probably all for me. And anybody anyway, named Eduardo yeah, that I mean, plays baseball I, for the U.S. Erod, you know, I mean he. he he cooled me off a little bit with his, his last start. He cooled me off he a little bit. I, I showed some respect to Erod. So, so thank you for turning out a solid outing. That 
you had to give up a two-run bomb. You just couldn't couldn't throw a shutout. <laughs> couldn't resist. Couldn't resist himself. And then Tyler Thornburg, who came in when the game was pretty much done, and just was like, "Fuck it, let's have some fireworks." <laughs> but uh, I think that's it. I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see good. you maybe next week. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I love you all. I love so. you all. Alrighty. Happy Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Passover. <laughs> Um, if you don't celebrate, fuck off. I mean, uh, just kidding. You can just do whatever the hell you want. Um, eat a lot of Canterbury eggs, the mini ones, because those are good. Mini mini Ooh, Canterbury eggs. Um, all right. <laughs> See you, folks. Yeah. Peace out.